0: This is for the nerds This is for the brainiacs This is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back You ain't gonna touch me You're not gonna do nothing You are not above me I bet you wish you was me I know it I know
1: To another episode of the Only Friends Podcast The numbers are down again God yeah.
2: damn it. We are dropping like flies.
1: Oh man, no Lamana, no Chin, no Conrad. What dropping
3: happened? like flies, but you look fly as fuck with that sweater.
2: I know I got a new sweatshirt. Why? Um, well, I had to buy some clothes mm-hmm. because I'm going to Bar- Barcelona, Barcelona.
1: The shop of the Locho boys?
2: I they, they say say uh they say that with a, a th, with oh, a list. I,
1: th- I think you're just supposed to do what Christian did yesterday and just, like, bite your cheeks. Yeah, the like, no
2: <laughs> I can't. <laughs>
1: That's what makes him so special. I will be right.
2: commentating. Actually, I think I'm allowed to say it. I'm yeah. commentating right. for Party Poker Millions on uh, June 4th to the 12th.
1: So you're out of town.
2: June 2nd to the 12th.
1: Wow. Wow. Just no Melissa us. for two weeks. What are you weeks? guys going to do? I don't know. It's going to be tough. Yeah. We're actually going to have to make Chin work instead of fucking sleeping in every I know. goddamn day. You believe it? Where is this kid?
2: I don't know. Where, Where is uh, he? he? better
1: be fucking what dead. What did he
2: get into last night? He
1: better be dead or in a bed with hookers and yes. drugs everywhere. Yes. This is the only acceptable excuse. Over under
2: three hookers last night for Chin.
3: Better be
1: over.
2: <laughs> it's 2 p.m. <laughs> I know.
3: 2.11.
1: If I mean, it's that. just
2: optional for Chin, this podcast. I mean, huh?
1: come on. Like, <laughs> we do it too late in the day for him. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's still up we from the to night before. We either do it at
2: 6 a.m. or at, like, 8 p.m.
1: Right. Those are the only acceptable. That's the only window of time. He's a fucking vampire. I know. Like, I don't know how anybody oh, can live. the games live...
2: really that good overnight? No, of
1: course not. Of course not. Like, What's he the running? games What's are. What's he running from? I mean, the games are probably just <laughs> generally not great, I guess. Yeah. And they're ten percent better. Yeah. In the overnight shift. You should like- play the
2: Win Five Five Ten. That shit was busting last night.
1: <laughs> yeah, I-, I mean, everything I know about the Win, it's like where live poker goes to live.
2: Yeah. No, everything's yeah.
1: uncapped.
2: Yeah. It's just
1: good. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah like- Allegro
2: at the table. Right. Shout out Wynn if you want to throw me a couple (laughs) bucks for this ad. (laughs) I got you.
1: It's funny. You guys were talking in chat about like how great it is at the Wynn. I think their food options are terrible.
2: Well, that's because you don't like food.
1: I just want something simple and healthy. And I don't think that you have many, especially like after a certain hour. They
3: got salmon. They got a beef carpaccio.
1: Uh,
3: (laughs) You can't get carpaccio at the table oh that's, that's unfortunate you just gotta, you gotta ex- eat it for that's fry. extra as yeah. fuck
2: you might be able to but i think why is shouldn't. it extra what do you mean extra <laughs> you can't eat fucking raw beef at the poker table yeah that's you
3: just ridiculous. use a fork you don't use your hands like some hooligan <laughs> you, you
2: probably use your hands absolutely <laughs> yeah. not
3: i gorgeous. saw that one video
2: scraping Carpaccio I, saw that, <laughs> I saw that one guy
3: i saw that one guy like eating salad with his hands do you uh-huh. remember this oh right yeah, yeah yeah the I've I've Venetian. yeah, yeah. <sighs> man that's some down bad material I mean, that's right horrendous it's
2: I like personally eating sushi at the table because like the chopsticks and it's like one bite and it's really easy. That's raw
3: fish. What's the problem with the carpaccio? You're, you're
2: scraping that shit with your fingernails. Absolutely and, and not. Biting it That out. would give
3: you a disease probably. You would probably get sick.
1: That's, maybe Chin did that. This is why I stick to normal fucking food. <laughs>
2: I get the calamari with the burrata from. Allegro. I feel like I feel like your only option. <laughs> That's options, fancy. Fucking good.
1: I feel like your only options after awesome. like 10 p.m. are zuzus and. Uh, Was the Zuzu? Asian place. You can get Allegro until yeah.
2: like 11 15. What's I think. Allegro?
1: Italian? Italian? Italian. They have a nice That's salmon. Italian. They have they have salmon with-
2: as you can see by my sweatshirt, I love Italian food.
1: Because you're wearing a Puma sweatshirt? Puma
2: sweatshirt. Because I'm wearing fuck? a velour sweatshirt. <laughs> it's very Italian, no? Yeah,
1: Mamma mia! <laughs>
2: I'm going to get some fucking mozzarella. That's like, it's like I'm Jersey Italian today. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. Wow. Okay. This is yeah. a bad episode for Lamanna to miss. By the way, yeah. where the fuck is he at this point?
2: Well, Chin too. He's Jersey.
1: Both. Well, LaManda is actually a hundred percent Italian. Okay. But both of them. with all of skin. Po- tested positive for COVID last Thursday where the fuck are you guys it's thursday i'm already negative
2: so i don't really know sounds like they got some shitty immune system. it's thursday my immune system is like a fucking tank is this shit is peak performance (laughs) my guy
1: is it my guy my guy is it
2: yes my body is like a fucking temple mine's
1: so strong that i couldn't even test positive for covid despite yeah, I mean, likely having it i, even test. Ye-
2: I don't even know what's That's next going. level you- shit you right there you're doing some adrenochrome as you guys know i'm QAnon, on so i know Adreno- about
3: <laughs> i did see somebody in the comments i know about uh, adrenochrome.
2: i saw somebody in the comments saying
3: man matt's all about these biceps these days you gotta even it out what are they talking
1: <laughs> this is no joke uh uh, I know that this, this is going to fall on deaf ears and no one's going to believe me. I legitimately do not train arms. Like, That's so crazy. I can, con- so I can crazy. confirm. I can confirm. Yeah. Can what do confirm. you do? I, I mean, most of my training is built around like compact... Or, uh, sorry, compound oh. exercises. So it's like a lot of leg movements. A yeah. lot of, uh I do a lot of chest and back. Where's your bubble butt? Mm, I'm working on it. Okay. okay. I t- my, the problem is with men... A wagon. the The reason why men don't develop the ass... That women are
2: some men do. Uh, some some but men like, got it. It's it's it's, it's pretty rare. F-
1: dump truck. It's some pretty men
2: rare. got a fucking turd cutter. <laughs> <dump> wow, cutter, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> my,
3: guy my guy it's my guy.
2: It's a sweatshirt. I don't know what's going <laughs> into it. <laughs> like well, it's, it's like a new persona. It's, it's sweatshirt, man. Melissa. Yeah. What I, is going I'm on with me?
1: With uh, <laughs> guys though, like a, we obviously don't have like childbearing hips, which which keeps our our. Dumper well, yeah, a little bit like tight. The dumper <laughs> doesn't
2: get like wide, it gets like outward. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: protrudes what, what, a little. what keeps us from the the real peach, and yeah. you know, us baseball players, we get a little bit of a peach, yeah. but we don't get the fucking full on basket. Yeah. What keeps <laughs> us from that is we're so quad and hamstring dominant, mm. right? Like my legs are my ridiculous. Right. I, this measurement means nothing, but like to anybody who knows anything about my thighs, measure at 29 and a half inches. That's fucking. Uh yeah i have tree that's trunk like, legs that's, that's nice like thighs.
2: significantly larger than my waist
1: <laughs> yes, yes, Wait, you how,
3: do you, how do you measure that like Did just round. put a yeah. tape around it yeah that's just one actually thigh individually wild.
1: Yeah. Wow. yeah yeah uh there's actually a size difference between my left and right i think my left is like almost a full inch smaller
2: well are we you all right dominant
1: i'm yeah. left-handed uh oh so you it so th- this is this all works out very strangely uh, I'm left-handed, which means that if doing things off of a single foot, yeah. you tend to go off the opposite. Right, right. So, like, if I were to dunk a basketball off one one hand, yeah. I would go off it's my right foot.
2: Home defense baseballs.
1: So, well, what that leads to is uh, I developed a lot of coordination in my right leg mm-hmm. because of jumping, right? But the opposite wow. translates to baseball. So, I pitched my entire life. My drive leg is my left leg,
2: because mm-hmm.
1: that's my back leg.
2: You, they have served two different purposes.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So Multi-purpose I, think, I think my, I think my, maybe it's my left leg that's actually larger, I can't recall. But either way, like, uh, it ends up working out that like I overworked one of them okay. by the comparison. Well, that's yeah, fine. Like,
3: that's how it feels when I do some like single leg exercises is I'm right handed, but my left leg is way stronger than my right leg. I don't know if that's the same reason. Because like, which leg is stronger? My opposite of my dominant. Correct. Hand.
1: Yeah, that's common. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's not common is when I kick. So I, I'm I can kick with both legs. Like I'm relatively ambidextrous in that regard. But I'm much more right foot dominant. Yeah. Because I wanted to fit in as a kid. So, like, when we would play kickball, at like, the five... Right, and,
2: right kicker boys? Yeah, okay. we were, like, five
1: and six years old. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, like, trying to mimic... God, I the, hated kickball. ...the kids around always me. always hit my head. <laughs> really?
2: I was, like, a ball magnet. Now, don't take that in a weird way. <laughs>
3: so but I, Melissa I, really I out for it. Yeah. A, Sounds yeah.
2: like your social life. Any... Yeah. yeah. But anytime <laughs> like, you're playing any sort of ball game, dodgeball, those fucking balls that were, like, that texture on them, just... Yeah. hit your head and make a dent. Those ones were
1: great because they were just squishy enough that you could really you get can a like, fucking grip. I was playing tennis and
2: I fucking whacked myself in the head. I still have a bump actually on my head.
1: When you guys were in high school, did you play dodgeball? Like, was that a thing?
2: Um, no. In, when I was younger. Okay, like dod- elementary school? Yeah, yeah. What did you
1: guys use for balls?
2: Those those balls with the, the they, were, they were air
1: filled right they were like yeah, red yeah, yeah. i didn't use the those. Red they were, okay. and they
2: had that that rough texture that sucked. Yeah.
1: those ones were the in-between ones as far as like the mac pain you could cause yeah uh the ones that caused no pain were the ones that were just like small and foam That mm. was garbage ones, that were the ones that that i used in middle school that makes school. sense yeah. you yeah. went to yeah, pussy fucking kids. soft yeah, high, fucking high school yeah he went to private school. you want to know what we use? classic private school you want to know what we rocks? use? All right, man, you use fucking baseballs. I get it. I, I mean, use we use volleyballs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we, use fu- we use volleyballs for everything. We use volleyballs for kickball. We use uh-huh. volleyballs for dodgeball. Yeah. Like, those will leave a fucking yeah. mark.
3: Yeah. Old versus new generation. Yeah. You get
1: hit in the face with a volleyball, I get your
3: day hit with the is tennis wrecked. Tennis ball is not fun either. No, no, definitely tennis, not. Please use tennis balls. God, and I baseballs. Tennis ball?
2: Yeah.
1: Man, I miss. Or you ever lacrosse play a, I miss My brother
2: used to love playing catch with the lacrosse ball. <laughs> <laughs> i sure oh, catch this. I'll teach you lacrosse. <coughs> like I just, I've been injured like like mildly injured not the over athlete over and over i'm that not your family would like no to like been. i'm really not i i think i have an athletic build and i can get athletic mm-hmm. but like coordination wise i've been and seeing all some of that, stories of you doing deadlifts i love lifting
1: yeah but mm-hmm. that's
2: not like fast coordinate. I don't know how I played tennis. How did they put me on varsity tennis? That's how you know that oh, my, tiny. my boarding school was like so small right. that yeah. I got put on varsity tennis yeah, and, yeah. and I had such bad performance anxiety. Maybe we get you in the
1: pickleball streets.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could try, but I'm kind of scared to play you guys. You guys are so intense with games. Like, it's,
1: you'll catch so up. So are you. It's fine.
2: I am, but so in a you. quiet way. Like, I was fucking. You guys are loudly intense. I went
1: last night and I was fucking raging.
2: Yeah, I believe I got it. home and I like wanted to break stuff. I've seen you guys stuff. play board games. Like, it's like, <laughs> It's insane. But I mean, you know what? It is fun to play you guys because you guys war against each other and then I can like quietly sneak my moves. You've won in. one sneak time. your
1: moves? You've won you one sit time. there and go. I was
2: like one time and it was at 6 a.m. when you guys were like she's, tired. like, she's
1: like sitting there just happily collecting wild cards going, Ooh. I got the rainbows. Yeah, I'm trying
2: to collect rainbows. <laughs> every, it's part of my strategy you every have no time. Idea. So
3: for some perspective and ticket to ride when you pick up a wild card you get two extra cards from the deck every time melissa would pick from the deck it sounded like a hundred percent of just Ooh, and just gets two more from the deck. It's like, how do you keep getting all these yeah, wild cards? I know, like, I'm lucky. I'm a collector.
2: I'm lucky. I'm born lucky. I True. This I've known since I was born because mm-hmm. my parents drilled it into my brain. Right. This is why I'm a gambler. Uh-huh, sure. You were born lucky. You were right. born. Pick out our scratch cards for us. But wow. I picked the winners. What
1: an asshole thing to teach your kids. I
2: know, right? <laughs> but We were like, yeah, my family's together. You defy math. My mom was yeah. in the basement playing pachinko. My dad got her a machine to keep her occupied. Because she was insane, she <laughs> so was like, "Okay, just do this all day, please. Like, right. stay out of my life."
3: Did you ever play Sting? Or you might call it wall ball. Where yes. It's like you use a tennis ball, you throw it at the wall. Yes. Yeah, that's to bounce one time or as many times. If you miss it, you have to run and hit the wall before you have to touch the wall before the ball gets thrown at it. You know this game?
1: Yeah, but we called it loose booty. What? Because the penalty was if if uh, you if you failed, <laughs> <the> you, <laughs> had to, you had to spread penalty? him. You had to spread them against the wall with your ass sticking out, and somebody got to take a running throw at your ass with the tennis ball. Oh, we didn't play like that. We played if you lost, so so like you you got the S-T-I-N-G. So you guys
2: sodomized each other as a punishment. It was a ball,
3: not a dick. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so the way that we would play would be like, let's say it's five or six people. The person that lost, so I got like the S-T-I-N-G, so you have to lose like five times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everyone stood from like probably 15 feet with a tennis ball, which is what we used, and just tried to peg you as hard as yeah, you Yeah, same
1: did. thing, except you Except just had a running start and they threw it at your ass. Pegging well, yeah, you contest. did it with your, with your back facing them instead of your face. No, uh, also it, was ba- it was back facing, oh too. Oh, yeah, so Loose like, Booty. It's called Loose Booty.
3: Um, hmm, mm, interesting. Know,
1: interesting name, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, are there are a lot of con. games
1: we played with interesting names that probably that aren't very one, PC these yeah. days. What's another yeah. one? What? There was a football game we used Uh-oh. to play. Okay. Where, I'm not going to say the name.
2: Automatically homoerotic,
1: by the way. So was the name. Yeah uh but basically <laughs> it was, of
3: us don't say it don't it was it. basically
2: like was gay sex no it was
1: smear the you fill in the <laughs> rhyming smear word the shit? no it smear the oh, oh. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: and basically it was a form of rugby so like whoever had the ball uh, was who everybody that was playing was attempting to tackle and mm-hmm. it was kind of like knockout in basketball where like if you could score Boys then you so that is wild. not what we called it we called it kill the man See, with the like, ball like you
2: know what we- <laughs> <laughs> we,
3: it was very simple very straightforward they threw the Florida? ball you caught the That's ball so it was crazy. like one versus six <laughs> and it was just like you had to get to the other side of the field and you got uh-huh. a point yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys Landon, Landon made solves. it to the PC culture version he's like hey guys you want to go play kill the man with the ball <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't even know about this game it was more was
3: more told to me through uh
2: meanwhile like <laughs> girls are like playing dolls and like acting out all of their like dramas <laughs> through doll
1: play like- i can envision Landon growing up like playing frogger across highways and shit like yeah. you it'd know be a great idea let's see if we can get from one side of the i-95 to the other yeah Listen, yeah man, i'm sure there's a headline barefoot. that says
3: florida man plays real life frogger but it's not sure. me
2: yeah
1: yeah it was me. it was fucking Dwayne Haskins of the Steelers but he yeah, you're bro. like a bougie R. R. Florida
2: man you grew up in Boca
1: I, I grew up in a, in a nice that's part of blue. that's why it was that, was, that was, that's why it was get the man with the ball it was not get the, of, the man it was wasn't <laughs>
2: take bath salts and fucking eat each other's faces with <laughs> yeah the ball. it's not
1: Boca not not Boca
3: not Boca material
1: I guess oh man yeah. Girl, I I miss fucking being a kid yeah, I don't. We,
2: I don't. I, I spent so much time When I was a kid, so I just wanted outside. to be an adult the whole time. Oh, I, not I, me. I really felt like I was an adult. Like I even, I took ballet when I was little and I quit because they talked to me like I was a baby. I was three. <laughs> so, and I was like, I don't like the way she's speaking to me. I, I, I'm not a baby. <laughs>
1: and <Unreal>. I quit. <laughs> like,
2: it's insane. I
1: was six months old. I, no, I, I
2: was, I was an adult when I came out of the womb. Yeah. I don't think I was ever a child. I
1: was one of those kids that was, like, hyper aware that I was living out the best days of my life while I was a child. Were they, though? Yeah, it's 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 kind of funny because, like, I had a very tough upbringing mm-hmm. uh, as far as, like, home life goes. Mm-hmm. But social life and athletics and everything else was it's just kind of
2: interesting it didn't, like, translate at all. Like, you had a very pol- polar, like, good social and school-type life, but then home life was... Like, mine was, like, my home life was shit, so, and I, I took yeah. it out on everyone at school.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, I can't really explain why. Uh, things are the you way had, they like, are. You had, like,
2: small town community type yeah, thing. Yeah, though, like, yeah. Like, to me it
1: was, I, I guess, A, I didn't know how bad things were at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I didn't have the perspective of an adult. Yeah. And B, it felt, like, relatively balanced as long as I keep my skeletons in the closet. So right. as long as, like, the kids didn't find out that right. my mom was a crackhead. No.
2: They can't know. Right. My mom does crack. Right. It's like,
1: yeah, you have <laughs> a little anxiety over this right. stuff, but, like, as long as it doesn't ever get found out, it's like, yeah. I'm waking up at 7 a.m. to show up to the playground right. to play fucking wiffle ball. Like, what a good time yeah. or, or a smear. The kids in my school all knew. Yeah. Like, they
2: would come up to me like, heard your mom's insane. I heard the <laughs> cops were at your house the other day. I'm like, huh? no, what? <laughs> yeah. That didn't happen. My mom yeah. got arrested yeah.
1: wow. a couple of times when I was a kid. Uh, the first time was, yeah. So the first time was when I decided to move out. I think I was like 14.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I was home alone. Uh, on a school night and at like two o'clock in the morning my landlady comes pounding on the door because we didn't have a working phone, obviously. Yeah, how, yeah. how could we? Right. She comes pounding on the door and I'm like, what? Like what? What do you want? I'm like, my mom's dead, right? Like oh that that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like every time something happened <laughs> right. late at night, it's just like, oh okay, she's dead. Yeah, yeah For yeah. sure. Uh she's like, No, your granddad's coming to get you, like something happened, blah blah blah. I'm like, okay. Like is she dead? And she's like, no, don't worry. I'm like, okay. So he comes, and picks me up, takes me to the jailhouse. we uh-huh. bailing her out. Oh my God. Uh, she, she was arrested for solicitation to an undercover Uh-oh. cop Uh-oh. trying to trying to exchange sex for drugs. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm like pleading with the, I don't remember if it was the judge or the arresting officer or who it was. I was just like pleading with him mm-hmm. to not put her name in the newspaper because it oh was this tiny God. town. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's like I you know we have to release these reports. I don't understand. I don't yeah. know how systems work so he goes the best i can do is use her married name instead of your last name right which was saving nobody knew my stepdad's last name so it worked out nobody really ever found out i I think like some parents knew it's
2: wild though that you lived in a small town i feel like small towns are usually like pretty gossipy but like nobody well they are if it
1: had said patricia burkey in the paper everybody Mm would have fucking knew right but nobody was close enough to my home life to know that like her last name was slagle yeah so i think like maybe a couple parents probably put two and two together yeah. Uh or like knew of her married name and stuff like that. Yeah. But they were pretty gracious about it and like either didn't tell their kids or
2: Right. Oh my god. Right. My, you, my you hometown tell kids, was so like, gossipy. Like everyone knew everything. Like yeah. the very next day, kids were not allowed to come to my house. Right. right. Oh, <laughs> kids were not allowed to come no. to my house. Like whether their
1: parents actually told them what was going on. Yeah. Nobody was, was allowed like, to, like, come to, to come to my
2: house. Over? Oh, um, why don't you come to my exactly. house? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Like, oh, okay. Yeah yeah, my mom got arrested like a few times when I was growing up. Like yeah. she was the the cops called her the ankle biter <laughs> because she she was like shorter than me, like five foot, maybe four eleven and she just was such a crazy drunk that like they would wrestle her to the ground and she would bite their ankles oh my god well, and they're like they're like what the fuck is going on she's like this little japanese woman just biting their ankles that's wow. insane the ankle biter
1: the, the second time she got arrested was when my granddad passed away so it was my sophomore year of college mm-hmm. and at this point like everybody knew yeah but i was older so it wasn't a big deal right she got arrested this fucking idiot she got arrested for filling my granddad's uh, morphine prescription because he died of cancer. Oh
2: no. So, After he died?
1: The day he died. No.
2: Like his name's in the obituary
1: <laughs> in the paper. Oh no. And she went to the local pharmacy to get his script filled. And like they just immediately call yeah. the cops and take I, her away.
2: Oh my god. I know it's
3: going to be shocking, but I don't have any stories like this.
1: That, that is relevant. <clears throat> I, I'm sure there was someone you grew up with in Boca that you knew. Yeah. That uh, their parents were in jail a lot. No. But it was like white no, collar shit nobody? So
2: Nobody? No. Yeah, white collar shit, they like pay it off and yeah. stuff. Like that was I like can't... that actually like happened in my hometown. Like there was like weird like <laughs> rich people pedophilia shit that was like getting found yeah, out yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But like they would just like sort of it would scoot by. It would be in the news for a sec and then right. like go away. It's really
1: crazy. Like my tiny town, uh looking at it now, is just riddled with crime and drugs. And like there's a methadone clinic like a mile outside of the town. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it really went to It really went to hell. Like um, five years after I graduated, actually, right around when I graduated, they closed down the steel mill, and that was uh, what really like kept, let's call it affluent people. Yeah, they weren't really affluent, but they were like poverty
2: after that.
1: Yeah, like the median income was probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like forty k in like you know two thousand to two thousand ten ish. So when I say affluent, I mean like you know middle class. Uh, But like once the mill went under. A lot of those people, the electricians, the engineers, and things like that, that were making decent income, had no reason to stay. Right. And they left. And what ended up coming in was Section 8 housing, a lot of low income families. And before you knew it, like people were just slinging, there there was a meth explosion. Uh, This must have been like 2010. Man, so much shit happened after I left. It's so crazy. None of this stuff happened. You growing were up.
2: holding that town together.
1: <laughs> it feels that, that way, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. It does. Like uh, growing epicenter. up, I didn't know anybody who did hard drugs outside uh-huh. of my mom and the circle of people she ran around with. Mm. And like to some degree, like I would know then also what other parents were fucked up. Yeah. And like the kids of them. Yeah. And across the board, with the exception of like me and my best friend Jace, the other fucked up parents' kids were all a reflection of their parents. So they were all the stoners and like...
2: That was like the crew I hung with in high school. Well,
1: in a a town of 2,000, Uh you don't get to... There is no crew, right? Like there's just like some outsiders. It's not that hard to be popular in a class of 50. Like 30 kids are deemed to be acceptable. It's the remaining 20 that are kind of like the outcast. That was me. So it was always those kids and you you kind of just knew to stay away because they had their own demons that they were fighting or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like after graduating... Like, there was nothing hard going on. Like, I, I literally remember a handful of drinking parties my entire high school life. And, like, nobody did hard drugs. None of my friends even smoked weed until, like, well into college. This is,
2: like, so opposite of my high school.
1: Like, five years after I left, maybe closer to 10, a house exploded, uh, cooking meth, uh-huh. and it made national news. Wow. Uh, a murder took place in one of my childhood friends' homes that had been sold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: By the brother of, uh, wait, no, wait, I I want to get this right. Fuck, I don't know. Some basically something happened where like a lot of people that I knew were getting involved in like a lot of shady stuff. Yeah. So like there was like deaths and suicides and like murders people who stuck
2: and, around the town. After. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like deaths, suicides, murders. This meth lab just like explodes in the middle of this tiny little town. Like we were in the news. All the fucking time. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense because the location of Leechburg, where I grew up is it's, it's like right on the cusp of going into rural, uh, Pennsylvania, if you will. Right. right? So like two miles outside of our town in any direction, uh, is farm country. Mm-hmm. And then in one specific direction. So if you go, I, I believe it would be South, I think. Uh, or maybe west, it might have been west, um, you're going towards the city. So, like, you're immediately approaching the city, mm-hmm. and you're not that far. Fo- like, we were, like, I don't know, 18, 20 miles away from Pittsburgh itself. Right. And there are a bunch of suburbs prior to that. So, you know, you're maybe, like, an eight-minute drive from a major suburb, like Plum yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's weird because, like, you know, all in this one direction is – uh is more like suburbs and city life and then in the other exact opposite direction is like rural farmland so mm-hmm. once you take away the steel mill and the reason for people to like actually be there and you know live normal lives the whole thing just collapses yeah and you just get that whole rural low income kind right.
2: of people just like that didn't leave because <clears throat> they had nowhere to go kind of yeah
3: yeah 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 it it's was, the exact uh... opposite of anything i've my high school yeah, experience. Is bougie as well. fuck.
2: went to private school? Well, I just too. mean
3: even around that, yeah. Like I knew when I was a kid I did not want to be a kid anymore. Felt like I had no freedom. Got bullied a lot. Uh yeah, it wasn't really that great of a of a childhood experience. And like when you're saying like you're hyper realizing that like you thought you were living the best days of your life when you were a kid, I kind of feel that way now.
2: Yeah, that's Where, how like, I feel. I I knew I was living the worst days of my life when I was a kid. Like I knew that like whatever happened after would be way better
3: yeah like i never knew that i guess whatever what happened happened but i knew that i wanted to have more freedom and being older granted that freedom yeah where i didn't have that youthful freedom that you Mm -hmm. do have as a kid with the lack of responsibilities and this that and whatever that like this is sort of the the peak of my life as it wasn't back then yeah
2: i never felt like and when i was in high school i was just like i couldn't wait to get out yeah I couldn't wait to move out of my mom's house. Like I moved out when I was 16. So I cut that early, but like I was just, yeah, my childhood was not fun. So Mm -hmm. I knew that like, I feel like now I'm, like, aging in reverse because now I feel way more, like, childlike and, like, just more free than I ever did when I was a kid.
3: 100%. Like, I'm the exact same way. And it kind of, I guess, reflects in the way that I act on social media and just life in general. Like, I don't really care about much, man. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I kind of just...
2: You must have been really different, like, when you were younger.
3: I didn't talk to... Yeah. Like, I guess a good start would be... When I was younger, I would, I guess, consider myself introverted and mm-hmm. didn't talk to many people, but also didn't really have many friends. Whereas now, people from the outside see the opposite, yeah. where it seems like I'm an ex- extroverted, like right. everyone's my friend yeah, kind like of thing. Yeah, you're
2: doing social stuff a lot.
3: Exactly. And, talking, and You're
2: like always talking to somebody on the Yeah,
3: show. or someone I know of in some regard yeah. kind of thing. And it's probably just because when I was younger, I didn't have friends like that. Like, I never had friends where I went to people's houses after school. Mm -hmm. I never had friends where we would do something even after school in the sense of like, oh, like what are you doing this weekend? I didn't have weekend friends. I had school friends, sort of, but not, oh, like, we want to go to the water park. Yeah, like what are we doing this weekend? Yeah, what are we doing? Am I hanging out at your house? My soul was Never like, happens. So
2: like, what drugs are around this weekend?
3: <laughs> Absolutely
1: not. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that was so no, crazy to me. Not even it for drugs. That, so I mean, mean, I
2: it was it was right outside of Philadelphia, so like we just we would go into the city and, and yeah. pick up drugs. I think that. that's
1: maybe why I knew that like I was living the best days so to speak because I was so heavily involved in athletics mm-hmm. and I just knew that there's a shelf life to that yeah even if like you're lucky enough to go pro like you still only get to do it to your mid-30s yeah so it's just like I know I'm engulfed in this thing that I'm so passionate about and love so much and I had the exact opposite experiences landing. like every day the second I got home from school I was on the phone with friends mm-hmm. and it was just like okay whose house are we going to what are we going to do are we going to right. play football today are we playing wiffle ball today like every single day there was no more than an hour of downtime before it got dark yeah before like we were all just coming together yeah i mean it was it was a blast and honestly like i can even think back to as we started to age when i say age i mean going from like middle school to high school Mm -hmm. high school to like upperclassmen yeah uh they would lose interest in that stuff because now dating and girls and Alcohol would like not necessarily take priority, mm-hmm. but it was, it was on the table. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was a, just it was, like, a, it was a potential activity. So yeah. To speak. Yeah. Yeah. And like everyone was less interested in getting sweaty. They were more interested right. in dressing up and mm-hmm. like, like at night on Fridays, uh, when we were younger, we would all quote unquote walk around. So everybody would come to town. Yeah, it was exactly. so, we used to do that too. This is so amazing. Like yeah. never did any, of this uh, stuff. poor LaManna. I wish he was here for these stories. Actually, I actually don't because they're <laughs> embarrassing for him. So he, he lived in the sticks he was, like, a solid 10-minute oh. drive outside of town. Yeah. And, like, these uh, on. those kids really had to work to be social because, uh-huh. like, they don't just have the luxury of meeting up with everybody. Like, we would literally just meet at the high school. Just walk. And then just start walking. Yeah. Where would and you walk? Where would you go? Around town. Hence yeah, walking used to around. Yeah, we do that. We would
2: walk from school to, like, there was, like, a shopping center thing with yeah. a pizza place. and
1: Yeah. So, like, this would start at, like, 11. Wow. Uh, and, like, 11 years old.
3: Up oh, it until like, like 11 p.m. No, no, up until
1: like up until like 15. So the 11 to 15 year olds would literally just like peruse around the entire town, mm-hmm. and it's funny because it was always like segregated by sex. So yeah. guys would up meet up, right. and then girls would meet up, and you'd hope to run into each other. Yes, and you, then there would be like I
2: remember this. We did the yeah. same thing. we would yeah. like
1: run into each other at a playground or something like that. we Would all hang the out for you a little like while. Is there, exactly. And then you're like, wow, it was always them. a huge sweat, uh-huh. and like your endorphins were rushing. Yep. And it was such a blast. Poor LaManna. I'll never forget this. Like, oh, no. We were dickheads. Like, guys <laughs> are dickheads. Yes. So, like, he would come in. He would go through all this effort to get his parents to drive him in, drop him off, plan to pick him up at, like, 10 o'clock or whatever, and, like, we would make a game out of ditching him.
0: Oh, no, dude. Come on. Oh, come on, bro. No.
3: no this, this is a you t- should t- have you, you, This I can feel this. Oh, Of course, you're going you
1: such
2: a big hug next time you see him. The thing,
1: the thing is, like, I'm making it sound like he was the only victim here. I'll fight like, you this right just now, happened yeah. to Why'd most you guys, of us. Did you
2: guys like talk about it? Or are you just yeah. like...
1: Yeah, it was like a coordinated <laughs> effort, right? So, like, basically, there was Aww. like, there were a couple guys that were way too popular to ever be the ones to get ditched. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, like, in their yeah. entire childhood, they probably never once got ditched. Yeah. It's and a then hierarchy. there was the rest of us. Yeah. Which is like, you know, five to ten of us. Come that on. That at bro. some Point in time,
2: you were the was one was
1: going to be the one who got ditched. You had to hope you got there earlier with the cool kits. You could be part of it, kind of. Sort yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, it basically, it basically, if, you, basically last if you, you were the to show late. up and you were a part of that collection that could potentially be ditched, you were wow. ditched. Wow. Yeah, wow. And it was a fucking game. It was just a game of all night, like, walking oh, for really? hours, four or five hours at a time, right? Trying to ditch this person. They're basically playing hide and seek with you oh, across the fucking town. No,
2: that's so sad.
1: It's, it's ridiculous it's so uh, bad i've
2: never
3: done it's any so of this this is all so surprising to me i didn't even know this was a real thing like kids in my like in my school and stuff or whatever they would like go to the mall or something yeah. and they wouldn't really do much they'd go get food maybe shop and buy some stuff but i always thought to myself like i'd like to go to the mall with some friends but i never went to the goddamn mall with any friends I, and don't get me wrong i had neighbors and stuff and we play football and stuff around the street and like we do that after school and stuff so Uh it wasn't like there was the no friends kind of lifestyle but the school lifestyle and the life at home lifestyle were two very different things like it was very rare if almost never that a school friend came to my house after a school day to hang out with my friends when we would play manhunt and play football and do all that stuff like that was not a thing to
1: get to give you an idea of like the the two polar different worlds that i lived in when i was in elementary we moved a couple times so i went kindergarten and first grade in the town that i grew up in Mm -hmm. and then second grade and third grade in the neighboring town and then came back for fourth fifth and sixth grade and Mm -hmm. beyond yeah Uh, but throughout all of that um it it was good in a way in the sense that like my quote-unquote friend group expanded But during that phase was my most awkward phase, my most unathletic phase, and the time that I was the fattest. So I didn't have close friends. I didn't really have any friends uh, outside of like maybe one or two. And I can't tell you how hard I worked to get good at sports. I probably spent a thousand, no, thousands of hours throwing balls off of walls Mm -hmm. during that time frame. And playing football with myself the this is an
2: origin story this
1: is no joke i literally <laughs> you throw the ball as a quarterback and run and catch it yes oh, amazing i would literally go in my backyard and start at one end and i would give myself three downs to go what was probably the equivalent of like 25 yards yeah where i would throw the ball as high as i could in the air run under it and wherever <laughs> i caught it i was down yeah <laughs> and i just did this for days oh <laughs> you played personal football God. yeah it was bad awesome. but so like once i got athletic and Uh, you know, basically going into middle school, I think like sixth grade was whenever I started to like really fill out and become a little bit more popular and comfortable in my own skin. And that was when it became, okay, I got to hide my mom from everybody.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: it was also a time where like, uh, looking back, I was such a dick to my sister Mm. because she was a lot more like my mom she wanted to experience life rather than just like understanding things were bad and didn't do them
0: that was me
2: yeah. so
1: yeah she was the rebel she ran around in the bad crowds and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i treated her the same way i treated my mom yeah where it was just mm. like you're threatening it's hard to right.
2: separate that when you're young yeah, too. yeah. Like, yeah. You're, set-
1: you're threatening my social hierarchy right. here like
2: right you're a mess you're out i can't right. be associated exactly.
1: with you like, you are <laughs> part, part of the bad side yeah, of- like doubles yeah. down like you know she starts getting into drinking and like smoking pot and stuff like that and then she's pregnant at 15 and it's just mm-hmm. like oh my God, this is all my worst nightmare like coming to fruition Uh,
2: yeah people can't know we're related (laughs) right
1: right but it's a tiny town you know like everybody yeah um but yeah, yeah it was it was it was a very interesting i always say this i've said this for 20 plus years the the time frame between like 12 and 22 is far and away the greatest 10 years of my life and wow. i can't fathom it's, anything far ever compared to it. the
2: worst 10 years of my life at, <laughs> i think that's common far. i think most people say that it was awful 12 12 i was just i mean i was just on drugs so sure, sure.
3: <laughs> yeah um when, it was bad wow yeah. i'm 23 now so i actually can say 12 from 22 yeah uh yeah that was definitely just the worst your stride, year segment what you're just hitting your stride yeah, yeah. the
2: haircut yeah. i mean
3: yeah it's all gym, coming together strong yeah. man yeah yeah that wasn't then. Like, I didn't lift any weights very much in high school. Like, I played wow. high school sports. You have your whole life to aspire to. How amazing I- is that? I know. It's... I feel like it's a good thing. Like, the way that I was treated by some when I was younger made me realize that it's not how I want to treat people
2: yeah. myself. It gives you compassion. Like, not
3: that... Because some people take the whole, I guess, anime villain arc of, like, I got bullied by a bunch of kids. Now, when I get <laughs> older, like, I'm going to be, like, the one that rises up. Yeah. And then yeah. there's, like fuck you guys like i never really took that approach right. it was yeah. more just the okay i see what being treated poorly looks like i don't want to make anyone else feel like this
1: yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. a good thing yeah. to, to double down yeah. on the lamanna story yo, come on bro, man Le- this bro. is this is you're like this cry. is way pre-cell phones dude you're the so worst like,
3: you're the oh, worst he couldn't go
1: home uh, i'll literally fight you he couldn't go home he was just destined to roam around town so mean. trying stranded. to find groups
0: that is so. Oh, that,
1: but honestly, like sometimes it would work out because like you'd like, run BMT. into the girls, Not oh. bro. and like they would all just like come, come with us. But also it was like it's bad.
2: I'm kind of thinking that like this may have happened to me. Like I was like the female <laughs> Lamanna. Like I, 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 because I would end up sort of like getting disconnected from people during these yeah. nights, and then I would just end up hanging out with my guy friends, right, who are still my friends from yeah, like yeah. kindergarten to now. And I always had issues like jumping from female friend group to female friend group I, it was like really hard to navigate for me yeah I, I don't know it was just too much was, i'm sure it was hard for him too because
1: it's like you meet up with the girls you don't want to acknowledge that you've been ditched by the guys yeah and you also don't want them to like take pity on you because like we're 12 and 13 right. and you're it's trying to like yeah, flex a little bit always, you know what I mean? it's always Mine pity would just too. make fun
2: of me and be like oh you're trying to be friends with the girls again right
3: <laughs> good Man. joke
2: okay oh, so here's dude. this right
3: how many times do you think you did that like walked around so to speak like oh, over a hundred?
1: Well over a hundred.
3: Okay. How many times in this collective do you remember getting ditched yourself? Like once. Wow. How many times do you think he got ditched? You were a popular guy.
2: Oh, wow, no. And I, I probably like...
3: Led... He, was the, he was like the and most ditched. And you did that
2: note passing thing when you said like... Thro- oh, What'd yeah. We do- can
1: tell all the Wavana stories because <laughs> he's not like, here.
2: It was like if Wavana's if I, I, gay... I was...
1: I was here, here's the thing. I took a lot of pride in my sense of humor and the ability to be funny. I see but I also I wanted to fight did you, it at people's expense because I really didn't understand how I bad that was. Bro, I
3: he should too. have fought you when you were
1: younger. He 100% should have fought you. He should fight you now. You guys should fight now. He, he should get free swings. Should fight, Percent yeah. should have fought me. Bro. He should have fought you. He, have
3: fought you, he, have fought you he gets like two free swings. I can't swings, believe you guys are five. still friends. This is There was <laughs> a abusive. huge falling
1: out. We hated each other. <laughs> I could see why. Well, the funny part is, is like I disliked him because he was very immature. But the irony was that... Prior to that, I was incredibly immature and yeah. made him probably very self-conscious.
2: Yeah. And then you ditched him. And that probably made him act out
1: more. <laughs> right. So like when he was 16, 17, 18, he acted like a little, like he he was a very attention seeking like kind of kid dude. and it Unreal. bothered me to no end. Uh-huh. But like what I forgot was when we were 12, 13, and 14, I was ditching him walking around town yeah. and like we were best friends from like 10 to 13. So you were And then like best 14 to 16 time. was like when we started to discover girls and stuff like yeah. that and like you know there's a pecking order
2: yeah and it's just and impossible competition like, arises wait, what,
1: yeah. wait,
3: you guys were best friends when you were ditching him no 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 you like, said 10 to 13 and you walk around at 11.
1: yeah uh it, what? It, yeah but like we walked around 11 to 16 so it was more like the the 13 to 15 age range so you ditched him as he was your best friend no 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 we, you're we, saying we, you were just was like
2: so offended for lamana right yeah. now i'm
3: just defending the sense of if you're calling someone
1: here, he like, wasn't my best friend at the time. Hey. By uh, the time I was 13, my best friends were Gumby and Jace. Gumbby. And Lamant, like, Gumbby. you couldn't be Did best Gumbby friends with somebody who lived ditched? 15 minutes Did away. Did Gumby
2: <laughs> get ditched ever? Never.
1: He was too popular. He was cool. He was the most popular okay. kid in school, for but sure. Was he called Gumby back then? Yeah. Of course.
3: Imagine. Bro, Gumby is the, the g- coolest is the guy, guy is that. Gumby is the biggest guy at school. His name is <laughs> Gumby. And this is the cool guy? This is ridiculous. Man,
1: he was a sick fucking athlete. What's Gumby up to now? Uh, married, bunch of kids, probably cheating on his wife. Who knows? Damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly haven't talked to him in like a it. long, long, long Sorry, time. Sorry, Gumpy's wife.
3: Sorry, Mrs. Gumpy. Da-
1: gum- <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't peek in high school, Cheers
3: exposed. Don't peek in high, high school. Uh,
1: I, I have to tell these little man stories because otherwise they'll never get told. I, I can't do it to him when he's here. It's, they're too embarrassing, but they're also too fucking funny. You can, call this, you can call Just this
3: punishment for
1: not shaking being here. His yeah, fist. this is what you get for taking the extra day off. If you would have came today, this would have never came Yeah. out. Uh, so there's two stories. The first one was, uh, this is when him and I were still probably a lot closer. I think we were like 13 Uh, maybe seventh or eighth grade. But in our high school, it was so small, it was seven through 12 all Uh in the same building. So we're having lunch uh, and there's two lunch periods and it's not divided by age, it's just like your class schedule. Mm -hmm. So it's a mix from seven to 12 uh, in Mm -hmm. both periods. And (laughs) somewhere along the line, we realized that the milk cartons they gave you, if you push down the flap up on top, turn them over, Yes, and stomped on them. Yes. it sounded like a bomb going off. Yes, well, this is all somebody like Lamanna, who's super attention-seeking uh-huh. at the time, needed. And for like days, I'm talking days, consistently, he's turning these milk cartons over and popping them and just laughing like a little high. Is hyena. this just
2: like a? Uni- I feel like there's certain things kids do that are just universal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one of them. That's definitely one mean. of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this last day that he does it, he turns it over and as he's about to step on it this kid alex mckim I think we
2: told this story when he was I, here. I told
1: i told it to you too while he was here yeah yeah uh I t- he turns it over and he's about to do it and this senior his name's alex mckim whose nickname was Booby <laughs> stands Bubby. up stands up and goes and he looks him right in the eye just, just, that was, like, that eye was contact like me.
2: Like, that, that, that was me. I was like the, the, the me- mischievous.
1: No, no, oh. I
2: was the Alex oh, guy. Okay, I was okay. like, shut the
1: fuck up.
2: Stop <laughs> he it. He looks, like, why is she so angry? He
1: looks Alex right in the eye and he just gets this shit eating grin on his face and he goes, pop. McKim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, so, this is a good version. We nicknamed him Booby, but like, the thing was, he was massive. He, he was like a lineman. For uh, for the football team, so he's like six three, six four, whatever. But he always like walks with his head down and Uh his hands in his pockets. Right, he walks over to Lamanna.
3: I like only your head head down, like
1: hands in pockets, and Lamanna's just laughing his ass off right in his face, thinking like I'm 13. This guy's 18. Nothing's gonna happen to me. And he just looks at Lamanna, catches his eye real quick, and just pop, yeah, (laughs) right in the fucking mouth, just knocks his ass down in the middle of lunch. Four or five teachers see it. They all just, like, turn away. <laughs> like...
2: <laughs> You're like, finally, someone did it. Like this kid's so annoying. Fuck
1: this kid. Yeah. Wow. And I mean... And we're all just in shock. We're just like, oh, my God. There are repercussions for being an asshole.
3: Yeah. Like, yeah. That's happened to me not in the same way. Not even close. Once Did you ever get beat up? School. I never got beat up. No, I never got in a fight. <coughs> um, except, like, with brothers and stuff. But not really. Um, one time in high school i might have said this story before but just a quick version uh just during lunch stories today during lunch in the gym uh these kids were playing like indoor soccer and i wanted to play but like kind of didn't really get picked and also like wasn't my gym class so like some kids from lunch came in
2: you just joined someone else's gym class
3: we just kind of we would normally go in the gym during lunch like and play month? basketball and like just shoot around and like not actually do anything at lunch and just have, uh-huh. play sports uh but there was inside gym because i guess it was raining they were playing indoor soccer didn't get picked uh, this kid's name was Phil and I didn't get picked and I was just kind of heckling this guy and he was a senior I was probably a sophomore and like he was a year older senior so he was actually like a year older than seniors were yes. supposed to be at the time um and then How every bad. time I would uh he would do something dumb or like just play I'd be like oh like like good job Phil like clap it up for Phil like Phil's the best and he'd be like bro fucking stop and then, like, he met, did something dumb again. I didn't stop. He just walks over to me and just bang, just punches me in the chest as hard as he could. And I was like, the there's the no chest. way he's going to do something. Chest is nice. It was nice, but it was also so shocking. I was like, what just happened? I'm like, yeah, you'd be dumb for long enough and someone's going to do something about yeah. it. Probably shouldn't be dumb anymore.
0: Yeah.
3: But yeah, I never really got beat up. Never got hit that much. Like, no. Yeah. I'm a very passive, like, individual. When it comes I get beat to up a style. lot. Really? That makes sense. You ditched your friends. I started a lot it's of fights like with
1: kind my of mouth. Asshole. yeah i you was I was a smart ass. I was yeah. very witty and, uh-huh. like, very quick-witted. <laughs> uh-huh. And, like, stupid kids that were bigger, faster, stronger than me. Yes. Took offense. They just
0: pummeled
2: Very, you. very
1: quickly. Yeah. Like you can't be this smart. I'm going to punch you now. Yeah. you stupid. That was a lot of what it was. And, honestly, it, it would have been better if, if like, I would have just made fun of them and their reaction would have been to hit me in the face. Mm-hmm. Because at least then I could, like, claim... Oh, they sucker punched me or whatever the kid. No, it was never that. It was like, I would shit talk them. Yeah. The entire fucking school would laugh at them. Yeah. And then they'd be like, meet me at the playground at three o'clock. Would people just circle like, up and stuff? Fuck. I don't want to go to the playground yeah, at three o'clock. Yeah,
2: they used o'clock. to do that at my school. And like up.
1: 80 people would show up. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> now I have to go. Mm-hmm. And I would go and just get my ass kicked. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, just didn't want to fight. It
2: just like wasn't a thing for
3: girls. You're kind of a trooper, man. Like, you knew you were going to get beat up. You knew that these people were going to the playground. And you gave these people a show. <laughs> you showed up anyway. You gave these pride people pride before, a show,
1: man. Pride falls before... Uh, How does that phrase go? Pride, pride cometh goes, before the pride
3: fall? Co- like, something pride and falling.
1: It's, it's pride goeth pride before goeth the fall. Pride goeth before the fall, yeah. Uh, That's what it was. Yeah, like... <laughs> I, I would... I would gas myself up in my head all day long. Like, (laughs) I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to punch someone in the fucking face. And then I would get there, and I'm not angry, and they are. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. They are pissed. You had to
2: find your anger within you.
1: I was just, like, not angry at all, and I just knew that my feelings and my face were about to get hurt.
2: (laughs) I actually got in a fight once uh, at a concert when I was 14, and this drunk woman was like, Budging into me and i like
3: she was older like how old
2: i just bumped her back and she was like bitch what are you do?" she was probably in her 20s and then (laughs) she like grabbed my hair and then i like elbowed her in the face and then (laughs) some guy pulls us apart we're like you know getting into it a little bit and then this guy pulls us apart and he's like you're way too cute to be fighting and i, I just go i'm 14 and he's like whoa like, oh, oh my
3: god, god. wow what is, wow yeah none of these for me no 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 oh, no well wow, you, fought, you fought someone almost like she, twice your age maybe she had yeah, a beard in bitch. one
1: hand and a cigarette hanging out of her mouth yeah. Yeah. she's like I'm 14.
3: I'm 14. get the fuck off yeah wow i was
2: like kind of yeah i was a little scrappy like if a guy came up and was like grinding behind me i would just <laughs> elbow him right in the stomach Strong. Wow. Because I, I, just had this sense of invincibility when I was younger. Like, what are they gonna do? Like, the worst thing is they like beat me up and kill me. I don't care.
1: Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, I never thought <laughs> like that. I, once I in never my life. Had valued my I don't care life. I'm if I die, uh, whatever. Got a lot of black eyes. A lot of black eyes. But then I got bigger, and people stopped fucking with me. It was a good yeah. feeling. Yeah. I just found the gym, got big, and. Kept running my mouth, and suddenly all the fights disappeared. Suddenly,
2: you're just allowed to run your mouth. (laughs)
3: Little
1: did they know, had they challenged me, I would have just continued my
3: asking. He's still the same guy.
1: It's like, oh, he's just stronger now. He looks scarier. Yeah, Lamanna actually hurt now. Lamanna and I almost fought when we were 17. It had been scheduled. For like have fought, days, you guys needed. This and it was fight. gonna be at this girl's I think birthday we need party. we needs
2: to make this happen?
1: Nah, it w- I mean, I'd kick his ass now.
2: Well, we can put odds. <laughs> you yeah, you only
3: get to use one hand because you were such a dick to him. That's fine. You have to tie your right hand, b- your left yes. hand behind your back. That's bass. fine.
1: He's old and withered
3: now. Or blindfold
2: like... him or something. Well, blindfold same- him <laughs> <bit much.
3: laughs> You guys are literally the same age.
1: Yeah, but like he is forty.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> me... see, he, we're starting the fight, the beef now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Brian's just, the, his beard. Brian's, Brian's just in the chat going, Meet me at the playground at three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who is in the chat? Fucking Christian. Mm,
0: wow. Christian, he? Yeah. Chin, where are Found you? Found his way to
1: the chat, didn't find his way to the office. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Real strong. What do you say? What's oh, he saying no. The
0: other
2: day, he messaged at 5 p.m. and said, Did it happen? Did the podcast
1: happen? <laughs> yeah. Question mark.
3: It's like, like, No, we pushed it back four <laughs> hours for yeah, you, buddy. Yes, yes. it happened.
1: <laughs> A whirlwind, really oh man all right so i guess now's as good a time of any to uh plug the poker out loud academy and then we can discuss uh what we have coming up during the world series oh we got the video bro give us the video <laughs> that was my fault I we do have out, a properly. poker out loud academy coming up it's gonna be a four day long academy a little bit different structure than what you've seen before from us You'll get two full sessions playing Poker Out Loud style format where you are asked to speak your thoughts in real time whenever it's your turn to take action. The other two days will be spent studying theory, the principles on day one and the mechanics on day two. Brought to you by the Salt for Y coaching crew, including myself, Matt Hunt, Christian Soto, Chris Konvalinka, and Landon Tice. If you've always had dreams of playing Poker Out Loud, this is your opportunity August 16th to the 19th. I think we still have four seats available. If anybody is interested in attending the Poker Out Loud Academy, it's two days of theory study, two days of Poker Out Loud style of play where we do commentary in the booth, uh, basically in between your thoughts to kind of examine or explain where you got it right, where you got it wrong. That's study material that all attendees will have indefinitely thereafter. Uh, if you're interested, head to academy.solvefory.io. There's plenty of details there and the ability to sign up. Speaking of Poker Out Loud, I put a tweet out today. I said that June 28th and 29th, we are going to consider shooting for uh, Season 8 of Poker Out Loud. I wanted to take advantage of the fact that people were in town for the series uh, and try to get some bigger names or uh, maybe some like outside of the live environment. So online some players. Some
2: us people. Yeah.
1: Some Euros, some non-live uh, guys. Really get them a chance to uh, kind of play in this format, get their thoughts, things of that nature. And I basically asked people to tag uh, who they wanted to see uh, play. Mm-hmm. So we actually did fill the first day already. Um, we got uh, Schwan, will be playing. Uh, So she's going to play the 28th. Can't play the 29th because of the ladies event. Uh, So I think what we're going to end up doing is two separate lineups, basically, because the 28th and 29th seem to conflict for uh, some people. But uh, Schwan committed to the 28th. K-Rab is a loose commit right now. Still waiting to confirm with him. Nick Marchington is in. uh, And Espen from the Overbed Express is going to be joining us landon and i will probably fill the other two seats but sounds
2: like a really soft lineup it's man. not meant to be soft
0: <laughs> at all
1: it's meant to be informative yeah, yeah uh informative it's meant to be educational uh hopefully what entertaining. stakes
2: will it be will it be higher because of the, you know
1: um i don't think so I, I don't think anybody wants to get hurt like i mean don't get me wrong i'm sure at least one person in that lineup probably thinks that they have massive edge but the whole purpose is to just kind of like get hands in. Mm-hmm. And we're not gonna play a lot. Like I think we deal maybe sixty hands or so <laughs> over a session.
3: Yeah, it's not many hands and everyone wants to try really hard anyways. So yeah. like, there's no
1: real incentive to
3: try harder, so to speak. Yeah, yeah I
1: think yeah. I think um <clears throat> I think what I'm considering is basically the difference between doing a standardized format of just like five, ten, hundred big blind cap, which is what a lot of people will be familiar with if they play online. Yeah. Or kind of leaning a little bit more into the live world, which interests me more because it's less solved. But if we yeah. did something like three blinds in an ante, mm-hmm. so five, ten, twenty with an ante, uh, I think makes it a lot more interesting. It forces ranges yeah, to I widen think that a would bit. Be cool. Yeah, we get we go to the streets a little mm-hmm. bit. Maybe uh, we I'm just make for... it a day
3: dependent. Like first day is a hundred big blind cap.
1: Second day is the other one. We or... could. Uh, it's really just more a matter of like what we hope to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe that's the right place to start this You'll see discussion. more brain
2: solving with, uh, you know, making it three blinds and...
1: Yeah, so burned. I guess, like, from your perspective, well, especially you, Melissa, because you've never played the, the format, uh-huh. what, what from a viewer standpoint, do you think would be the ultimate lineup? Like, if you could pick any six players?
2: I feel like pads would have to be in there. Come on, the boys! <laughs>
1: He's winning me over very quickly with his Instagram stories. I'm such a
2: fan of his stories. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure if he's even attending the World Series, but uh, I do have an invite extended to him. So if he does make it over, Mm -hmm. hopefully we'll be able to work something out.
2: Um, who else? Well, it's probably like people who just like wouldn't do it, honestly. That's fine. But I don't know. Adamo. Get Garrett. Uh, maybe throw in like I don't know. I I like that Schwann's doing it. Definitely like
1: that. Dean yeah, eggs. Wit- I wit- mean, I gotta throw
2: my guy Dean eggs in there. My guy. Uh, my guy Dean eggs. Yes, mil- yeah. L- nice. My guy. I
1: have a certain degree of confidence that at some point Dean eggs will do it. I think WSOP is too busy for him. Uh-huh. Um, but technically, if we're really being technical about this. The original inception of Poker Out Loud was done by Daniel. Oh, okay. So, for his very old site, I believe it was Poker VT, uh, wow, they did a version of is. this with like Mark Deneef mm-hmm. and I think Matisal may have been involved. I mean, it was like entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> not informative. Yeah. Like, it was just exactly what you would have expected to have 2007 version of Poker Out Loud look right. like. Right. Like, uh, fuck this guy! Like, see, eight, I'm seven noticing
2: off. a little uh, <clears throat> eyebrow twitch over there, and right. he's really putting on a show. And uh, I know what he's trying to tell me he has, yeah. but I'm not sure if that's what I really think he has. <laughs> exactly,
1: it's a lot of. I think that he thinks that I think yes, that he knows that I know that. Yeah, yeah. a lot of circular uh, movement. A lot of circular through. logic yeah. there. Um, but yeah, I think it would be great to pay homage to to Daniel having this idea to begin with. I mean, with.
2: he's just talkative, so exactly. I feel like that would be good.
1: Yeah, and he's studied now too, so I think like he would contribute a lot in that way. I think a lot of the people that uh, you named kind of fit a, a very specific characteristic, and yeah. it's, it's one that I try to, um, I guess, filter for whenever I'm inviting people yeah. on. It's, well, it's two things. One, they're all very good at poker. Yes. Two, they're all very personable and quite talkative. So yes. Adamo is like the only one that yeah. I wouldn't be super but confident. He's
2: Australian, so like it's right. sort of like so naturally fine. he's yeah, yeah, personable.
1: Yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and I think that that could very well be true. Like when you say guys like Garrett, Dean Eggs, Seaver comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Although like I Shulman, thought
2: you said he stinks. Well,
1: he stinks at Heads Up. <laughs> <laughs> he stinks specifically at Heads Up versus Phil Helmuth. <laughs> I, I. But like I like Scott and I think he's very good. Obviously he's world class at most games. He plays yeah. mix a lot.
2: I mean, I know you you uh, there's this little contention there, but I think Doug Doug would do well.
1: I actually don't.
2: No. Uh
1: well maybe he Hmm.
2: Cause like I've heard about spots like on the live streams and stuff. And it's like yeah. pretty interesting. Wait, when? Um 'm The specific hand I'm thinking of is when he folded set, set over set.:
1: I don't remember. but okay, you're, so you're saying this is post.
2: No,, no, it was during: Oh he was he was it was like he was last to act he was deciding between calling or folding i see i see and he's sort of like
1: Like parsed through it
2: and and he he decided on mixing and
1: i guess my instinct of why i said he wouldn't do well is not because he wouldn't speak his thoughts well i think he actually would be great at that yeah uh i think my instinct was that all i've seen out of him playing ring cash Mm -hmm. is he's just like Average, yeah, like he seems to get a lot of spots, like weird, but actually, that might be very good right. for the product because, right. like, we'd get to understand why,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and you yeah. know, I think a lot of people could say the same thing about me. It's like, I do a lot of weird shit where it's like being able to actually hear why or whatever reasoning I'm using mm-hmm. is probably pretty interesting. So, yeah, maybe I, I, I rescind, yeah. I think my it depends on what the like
3: everyone wants different things because if you're looking from like a strict, okay, what makes the most sense, what are the these range bets. What sizing should I choose? From a perfectly s- studied strategy, yeah. the 100 big one, six max cap makes a lot of sense. If you're looking for like correct decisions on the most part, where yeah. if you add brain solving, you're seeing people work through things in real time. So we try yeah. to give people the actual. Clear cut solver strat in certain spots, and then make adjustments. Yeah. Or are we trying to say, okay, here's a game <laughs> format that we all sort of loosely know, right. now make the most of it.
1: I think the latter is what's more interesting, right? Yeah. Because think so like, too. think of the people that we listed. So, what do you, what would you rather see? D-Negs, Garrett, Shulman, Seaver, Dan like- Smith. What would you rather see them play? Hundred big blinds, uh, two blind game no ante, or uncapped three blinds and an ante. Yeah. My
3: my answer is going to be different because I'm I really enjoy the two blind like structure just from how much I've learned from it, so I'll be interested to see it. But I understand from a viewership perspective, it's much better to be the latter. Yeah. It's not even close.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's just uh really useful to hear the way people brain solve and the thought process from that because it's not just um like listing op options from a solver output. They're right. actually Taking you through like the mental checklist of things that you are leading them to. Yeah, I guess you know, that was the them point I decision. was trying to
1: make with that list is that I'm sure uh, Garrett, Daniel, Seaver, Shulman, uh, Dan Smith, mm-hmm. people like that, I'm sure they could get to to something close yeah. to what a solver would do in a two blind, 100 big blind uh, game format. Yeah. But they're not going to be anywhere near perfect because they're all live players. Yeah. yeah. Right? So now you're gonna hear a lot of hedging take place. Right. Where they're both trying to intuit what's taking place as well as like recall what their study tells them is supposed to happen. Yeah, and man. there's a lot of pressure there to get it right because this format's so much more solved Correct. than three blind, yeah. anti, uncapped. Yeah. And so it's like I think if you just like let them loose,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's so much more fascinating. Like that's that's like wow. I would want to curate that lineup for a three-blind, uncapped yeah. anti-game. Yeah, like, take
2: studied people and put them in a more loose, un- like, unstudiable right. format just right, right. to see the way that their poker brain and intuition Yeah, works. I think
1: even if even if the lineup were just a bunch of high-roller killers that are yeah. used to a very specific format, I still think I would want to just break the format. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't want to go out and get, like, Red Baron and right. Linus and makita and uh you know all these guys that are just killers in a specific format and then give them that format yeah because as interesting as it would be to try to comb through and find the actual nuanced spots they still just might not give it to you Mm -hmm. right like they might just pass on a super low frequency cold call of a three bet Mm -hmm. because fuck it why give away the gold here yeah and now all of a sudden all we get is uh six humans Uh, regurgitating a solver output right instead take those six humans that are obviously insanely good at a specific format and then put them in a new format Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be so far off that like you're playing short deck all of a sudden right but instead just you know make them deeper and add antis or give them incentive to play more hands whatever the case may be i think like that addition of the brain solving element is what makes it so fascinating honestly it's why i'm most excited to like have and listen to k-rap's thought process because yeah. i think he's like the model of somebody who understands both realms mm-hmm. very very well mm-hmm. like he gets theory both from a macro and micro sense Like
2: one's a science and one's an art
1: to some degree yeah uh, I, the only reason I'm, I'm pushing back a little bit about uh beyond that is because uh they they still have to work together yeah right where like in art in its truest form doesn't require you to know the science. yeah, yeah. Right? But in this particular instance, you have to know pretty, or you have to be studied somewhat in both. Yeah. And I think k is a great model for somebody who like really gets theory both macro and micro and then understands how to translate that now into the human aspect of the game Mm -hmm. and where people will just falter and the exploitative nodes that you can really, yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm more so from a personal standpoint, which is not the collective, interested in hearing if that was like the lineup of like linus plus of all like the end bosses seeing how confident they are in certain spots as the frequencies of what things mix what actions are taken mm-hmm. versus a i'm not sure because there's so many spots in poker where just like you feel like some spots are not sure between a call or a raise or what frequency of a call or a raise or how much you should bluff catch yeah and then hearing some of the best in the world say I know that this spot does this at a certain frequency and I'm also not sure what the exact number is yeah. but have some sort of guideline is interesting to me but I'm not Hearing the collected not sure Right cuz I'm I've I would played, expect I played so much two blind cash like no rake that like I look up to these people a lot so seeing them play the format that I really enjoy myself from just like a purist standpoint of this game is really important to me but I'm not the audience. Yeah. yeah.
1: I would also expect them to not say I'm not sure much, if ever. Because you don't need to be positive Yeah. to speak, right? You're just giving the why behind the action you're about sure. to take. And if you just know that it's mixed, you don't need any more certainty beyond that. Right? Like, that's, that's kind of the big scapegoat of all I mean, of this. I feel
2: like you hear good players say, I'm not
3: sure, a lot. Yeah, it, I think it just depends on how if, if to the you fire, speak, right? It just yeah. depends
1: on how they speak, too. Well, it's also if you're feeder to the fire, right? Like, if if you're forced to uh, discuss a spot that mixes and determine whether or not it leans closer to pure one way or the other, then, yeah, people might say, like, oh, I'm not sure if this is, like, closer to a 50-50 mix or closer to a, a pure bet mm-hmm. than it is a check, right? But that's often just not going to be the case when you're in-game, right? Yeah. You're just going to yeah. have spots, and you're going to say, like uh i am I'm, I'm confident that this candidate mixes and the, like the conversation will just end there right mm-hmm. so like the only time you're really going to get the un- uh, i'm not sure's are going to be from like me where i get into a spot and it's like i'm pretty confident this isn't a pure bet but i'm not positive right mm. like things like that cuz i'm going to be a lot more gray in that in that mezzo level mm. where okay. where you're looking at fringe combos mm. that are going to either be like slightly plus ev or neutral and that's all going to look the same to me yeah because of the way i study the game from like the macro lens Mm -hmm. right so like slightly winning plays that may be pure at like plus oh five big blinds yeah to me is going to look like a mixed candidate Mm -hmm. they're like oh this is probably a zero ev candidate right
3: yeah because when i personally think about mixing and the idea of it in certain spots i think about okay does this mix what options are mixing because sometimes all of the options are on the board, and then I would think, OK, is it a high frequency this way, low frequency this way?" And then I would think about how I interpret the spot. Mm-hmm. So it goes a little bit deeper than the "Does this mix?" because most stuff, if you're not sure, if you studied a lot, feels that way because like. Right. Yeah. The decision doesn't feel like one way or the other. Otherwise, it would feel like a pure call. We were talking about that last night how when
2: you are in a zero EV spot, it feels that way because it feels like it could go either way.
3: Exactly. So I'm not necessarily worried about, okay, 70% call, 30% fold, but mostly, okay, I think this would mix. I think it's a low frequency raise, mostly call. Sure. Like I'm worried about that stuff more than just.
1: Does this mix? Yes. Right, no, I'm, I'm but saying like... I'm
3: looking into it more than the casual...
1: Yeah, and I'm saying somebody like Baron, I imagine, wouldn't have any confusion in those spots.
3: Man, poker's uh, so hard. It Poker is hard. It is so hard.
1: It is hard, but like, when you dominate a format like that, that is otherwise pretty level across the board, right, like, he managed to separate himself win rate-wise yeah. by a magnitude of like three or four compared to the, to the next biggest winners. Yeah. So it's just like, he found something where he can just speak authoritatively even if it doesn't match the sim Mm. because he can just always lean on that he knows something that they don't or that we don't Mm -hmm. or he runs sims in a way that we don't whatever like you can always double back to my parameters are different.
3: Hmm. I guess the interesting part when you take it from that perspective is you're taking it from the perspective of clearly he has an edge over the player pool so we can feel confident in those decisions where I see it as okay he's Still losing against the sim, right? So he's, I see, it as like he's versus the sim versus him versus these people. But I if think you that's break the big, down
1: I think that's the big separator between. I don't know if you want to say my generation or your generation, or if you sure. want to say between live guys and online guys. Uh-huh. But like, I would never, ever, ever uh, measure myself against the sim. Yeah, I don't even consider doing those types of things. Like when people hit me up and they show me this like super obscure line work where like choosing this very for lack of a better term dumb size produces slightly more ev Mm -hmm. than the common or the 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 most logical size Mm -hmm. and it's pretty negligible but like extrapolated out over a hundred a hundred hands or whatever uh it may demonstrate like a half big blind right uh difference in win rate or whatever it's like, who cares, yeah, because it's so variable in nature, like not only do you have to find this exact line, but then your opponent actually has to respond according to what the sim would right. do, yeah, in order for you to realize that win rate if they are making larger errors for the more common size or or this non common whatever, like yeah. there's just so much that you can't predict, mm-hmm. so I'm always yeah. just thinking in terms of measuring against the pool, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's all that really. Matters at the end of the it's day. It's probably right? a
2: byproduct of edges being so thin online that yeah. you're just looking for any morsel of edge that you can add. I on think to also your win probably
1: rate. it's a byproduct of uh, the way people study. So in live, there's no data at all. Yeah. So we can't data scrape anything. Yeah. In, li- in online, there is a range of data available to you, and everybody kind of chooses a different lane. Right. So either you go the mass data uh appeal or or the mass data route where you get hundreds of millions of hands and you try to translate that into pool tendencies Mm -hmm. and then curate your strategy around where the pools are weak or you just run a hud and you use that for in-game tweaks but otherwise try to adhere to the most gto strat that you could in the common case yeah right and those are two very different things Right? So, like, for live, we're much closer to the HUD runner, mm-hmm. where it's just like, okay, uh, I'm just going to learn a basic game theory strategy. Yeah, and then
2: adjust player and dependent. And then adjust
1: player dependent, but we're adjusting way more than the HUD guy, because our HUD stats are very particular yeah, yeah. and are stats. all yeah. across the board. Right.
3: You have a good program.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Where it's like, for them, eight out of nine guys at the table are going to be playing very comparable stats, and one guy's going to stick out like a sore yeah. thumb. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they you, they, don't gar- they, yeah. they don't gain as much, right? And so it's very important for them to find the baseline. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you play live too,
3: like your lifespan of overall hands played shrinks, right? You've right. played such few hands in comparison to the amount of hands that I've played, yeah. right? So when you're playing online, it's like, okay, this loses X amount per 100. Playing 100 hands isn't difficult. But if you're playing live and you say this loses X amount per 100, it's like... Bro, it's gonna take four hours to play 100 hands, yeah, or whatever. Three yeah. hours, two hours, whatever it is. Like, it's just a completely different game. You won't play that exact spot 100 times in exactly. your life. Exactly. Right. You know? So it's like it's worth this amount one time in this spot. You don't yeah. get to play it 100 times in the same you
2: really Situation. have to look at yeah, that, every variable available to That's you. the
1: thing for online players it's very critical to be protected over the aggregate. Or yeah. for online pe- or, or sorry for live players, it's every spot is so yeah. amplified. It's like mm-hmm. a smash and grab and you just try to make the most you can. The yeah. the magnitude of each individual spot is so amplified by comparison, right? Yeah. So like it's very critical to us to not value bet slightly too thin against a player that we think has too tight of a range Mm -hmm. because you know, basically shoveling in that extra 50 big blinds on the river could be a massively costly mistake against this one exact person in this one exact spot. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to like trust Mm -hmm. in real time that we are going to be able to maximize that spot one way or the other, yeah. mm-hmm. and we don't want to worry about the aggregate because we don't get to realize the yeah. aggregate. Right. It so for it all intents and purposes, lot
2: presence. I think like you have yep. to really be like present in that hand. You can't yes. sort of just go into autopilot mode.
1: This is something that a uh, friend of Saul for Y Jason Sue works very heavily with. He's actually doing our mastermind. Uh, a week from saturday so the 28th i believe
0: mm-hmm.
1: um he has a world series prep course coming out and he's going to do one of the modules from that mm-hmm. but it's basically built around this idea of presence and it's honestly something that like it's very easy to dismiss and just say uh no poker is a science like you need to know the math you don't need to be in touch with your 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 body your mind or whatever the case but when you're in the live realm there's a lot of fucking edge to be gained by being in the right headspace at yes. the right time.
0: Yeah,
2: and,
1: and I, noticing I would love,
2: everything.
1: Right, I would love to dismiss it and just say like, oh, it's hogwash, but I know that locked-in feeling. Yeah. It's so different yes. than just showing up and putting on your B game or, or kind of going through the motions and mechanically doing whatever the sim would have you 100%, do. Yeah. You just outperform the sim in a lot of spots whenever you're really dialed in, and you can read to some level the story that your opponent is trying to tell yeah. and how confidently they're telling it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just don't get to see
3: the long run when you play live in these spots, when, like, everything's so important. Like, bluff catching correctly or folding correctly. Whereas online, it's like, oh, probably worth zero EV. Not too sure whether how much it calls or folds. I'm going to mix here. It's probably worth nothing. Call. Right. Or fold. Not that important. Mm-hmm. Where in the live realm, it's like, this is worth a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's just... And, technical difference in the game types yep even though they're both poker they're different i get to play million hands if i want right you get to play 500 in a day if you play for 12 hours
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and that's just not a thing live yeah uh quick update on poker out loud Mm. the chainsaw alan kessler has confirmed that he will play in spite of the fact of no one inviting him
0: oh my Mm. god (laughs) His, the, his it's
3: hat so is like, officially in the ring though it's, so it's almost brave. like the uh the reverse of like let them play, yeah where it's like nope, I'm gonna play myself I've decided <laughs> you know it's no, like guys,
2: it's a, i I will throw my hat in the ring yeah. like, I think somebody uh, tagged
1: him I think somebody he, tagged him in the in the thread and he just like snap i will play yeah it's, it's like, like oh, a no. uh, yeah,
0: yeah
3: maybe it's like you just kind of look at him it's like a snap, put the hat down, you're welcome, I'm in there, <laughs> you know it's like
1: be a real masterclass unfolding. Oh yeah! Uh, here we're seeing uh, hijack open. We have king queen off on the button. This is an auto fold for all of you <laughs> at home. Uh, we don't play anything less than ace king in this spot. It
2: must be suited.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: King queen suited only. Yeah, don't do all like this, man. Imagine on, he just like comes
1: on and just fucking v pips like forty percent. Be kind of sick. Goes crazy.
3: The stories would then be different, right? Mm. Right? If that were the case, yeah. Like he's played enough poker at this point. to people know? where it's like. Oh man, like Alan V Pips 40%, we'd know that.
1: Right, right, yeah. I've never seen, I've played with him enough. He's he's never gotten double digit V Pip. Yeah. For sure. There's just, I remember one time he three bet me with King Queen and I was just like, my floor, my, my job is on the floor. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought for sure you had Kings. Yeah. I'm like yeah, shaking yeah. with Queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like terrified. Can't yeah. put in the four. Right. <laughs> um,. I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for today's episode. Uh, I do want to remind you guys that we are hosting a meetup game Saturday, the 28th at MGM. Uh, The time on this isn't correct. It's actually going to be at 10 o'clock. If you guys are interested, just call the MGM poker room. Uh, We have another graphic with the phone number that I'll get guapo for next time. But prior to that, we're going to be heading to the space for uh, a comedy show. That's going to be hosted by Stapes. I believe he's the headliner. That's going to start, doors open at 7.30, the show begins at 8. I'm guessing, oh, it's hosted by Stapes. The headliner is actually Jocelyn Sharp, uh, who I'm actually not familiar with, but I'm pretty excited to see. Uh, So I'm guessing that the show is either going to go from 8 to 9 or from 8 to 10, depending on how many acts there are. Uh, In any event, there's going to be a huge group of us. Uh, Be sure to get tickets for that if you would like to attend. And then be sure to meet us at MGM Poker Room thereafter or uh, a night of drunken debauchery 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 <coughs> debauchery, debauchery. I like and you're debauchery not gonna be better. drunk debauchery i won't be. I'll none, be... None,
2: none of us here will be drunk yeah. no
1: but we'll be fucked up on some ghost okay yeah. i'm gonna be
3: oh apparently i'm being the uh the vanna white of it... someone's lucky bid oh that's right yeah that's right we're auctioning you off mm-hmm. the Ooh, uh we're
2: auctioning <laughs> we're auctioning
3: off landon's we're sweating skills yeah where i actually Landon. get like none of
1: the payment and it goes to, it goes to the company <laughs> right <laughs> No
2: We're all gonna get a percentage Melissa doesn't
1: know it yet But uh, her stipend for uh, doing commentary in Barcelona Also to the company Oh come on (laughs) Yeah
2: Welcome to the company (laughs) I
1: don't even have a percentage
0: company
2: <laughs> <That laughs> we'll
1: kick, it. You, kick <laughs> you back a little something yeah, get some rake packs 90%. some company rake packs <laughs> landon's ignition deal for the company <laughs> yeah, no it ain't <laughs> definitely not uh, for the company oh thanks big guy we
3: appreciate thanks, you we, we, we contributing? have some parties and stuff i can do that okay we have some
1: good barbecue parties yeah we'll have some barbecue parties yeah
3: but maybe we won't have barbecue because brian's not here being ditched by his friends
1: listen
2: Ooh. we've we've Ooh, maybe landon will fight you on <laughs> behalf so... of Brian.
3: no man because i know this feeling i know it it resonates with me and it's mean you yeah. all got did he said yeah it's a line sometimes all the kids got ditched okay man how many times you get
1: ditched once out of over a hundred yeah, i remember the one time How'd that and I'm mean. sure he
2: remembers the 20 times.
1: Yeah, I'm pro- he probably does. Yeah. It was like, a game! I
3: can imagine, I can imagine him getting so there, like sad. not seeing anyone, just being like... No, no, again? no, no. Again?
1: No. no, it was so much worse than that. Oh. It was so much worse Please, than let's, that. Please, let's
3: end on this. Go on. It was
1: so much worse than that. We would meet, and we would like start walking around, and then the whispers would go through the group, and we would just run
3: and like he, could, he couldn't, catch you. couldn't catch you we would have
1: like a rendezvous point and we would just all run in different directions he couldn't catch you or something he'd he just follow. all scatter but he could follow one person i mean sure but it was up to them to get away or else they were getting ditched next
2: i'm not gonna lie i i really have to shit before my uber gets there so <laughs> wow, i'm gonna have to cut dude. this short crazy, i have had to man. shit before this podcast started yeah. i'm like literally crowning i cannot deal with this anymore <laughs> Damn, no. i have been getting anxious my ass is starting to sweat <laughs> this is like really brutal i can't listen to this Story again. I have to put Jer-
3: Jersey <laughs> Melissa is too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, same time tomorrow. We'll be back. And hopefully, Melissa's bowels will be relieved. <laughs> yeah, damn, dude. Down bad right now.